If you would turn in your Bibles this morning to Matthew chapter 28, Matthew chapter 28, verses 1 through 10, Matthew chapter 28, verses 1 through 10 this morning. And it says this, now after the Sabbath... Toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to, went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like, was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, do not be afraid. 
For I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. As he said, come see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And behold, he is going before you to Galilee, where you will see him. See, I have told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, again, we're here today, Lord, because we love you, uh, and we're, we, are, um, we also want to fall, Lord, at, at your feet and worship you today, Lord, and humble ourselves uh, because you are God, and you are risen, and you are alive, and you defeated the grave and death. And so because of that today, God, we love you and we worship you. We celebrate today. Today is one of great joy. And so, Lord, as we, as we break down this passage this morning, I, I pray that you will be glorified and honored. And, and Lord, that we will uh, be closer to you today uh, by reading it and, and, and breaking it down, Lord. And, and we just love you and we thank you. In your name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. So, this is a, um, about this time. It's probably about this time in the morning when this passage happens. And it is a joyous time for them for the, for the two ladies here, both the Marys that, that went to the tomb, I don't know if they were um, joyous or happy. I, you know, Jesus had said that he was going to rise again, but I think they probably went in mourning. Um, but today is a joyous day for us. Uh, we, we do celebrate our Lord's victory over sin and death. Satan and hell was all defeated. Uh, and today is the day that Jesus proved that he was a perfect sacrifice on the cross. It, it, it is a day that he proved that he was God in flesh. So in our verses this morning, we're going to break this down a little bit. We see the two Marys go down toward the tomb uh, of Jesus. And there was this massive earthquake. And scripture says the earthquake happened because an angel of the Lord descended from heaven. And this angel of the Lord uh, descends from heaven. A, a massive earthquake happens. The stone, he rolls the stone aside and he sets on it. Now, when I first read that, I kind of laughed a little bit uh, because this stone is huge. In fact, it took multiple people to put it into place. This is a massive thing. And there were guards there. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that later on this morning. Uh, but it, it took many men to put this stone in place. And in the previous chapters, uh, it, it, it talks about that the religious leaders had remembered that Jesus had said he will rise again. So Pilate had given them the okay to put this big stone in front of the tomb, to seal it with their seal so nobody could get in because the religious leaders were very worried about what if the disciples come and steal his body or what happens if Jesus does really rise again. And so they, they put uh, these soldiers there, they seal the tomb, these guards are there, and then this happens and there's this massive earthquake. And the angel, I, I can just picture this in my mind, the angel rolls across the, the, the stone out of the way, and he gets up on it, and he sets down and just looks at them. And they're in shock and be bewilderment, and, and, and the angel looks at the ladies and says, hey, you ain't seen nothing yet. You thought that was difficult. Just wait. That was, that was nothing. And it kind of made me laugh a little bit. Uh, but, but it says his appearance of this angel is like lightning, and his clothing was white as snow. 
And so I, I want to I break down a little bit of the reactions this morning to this angel. And I think there has a lot of significant meaning for us. So it says here uh, in our passage that the guards are scared to death. It says they became like dead men. And they are literally trembling in fear. Now... Obviously, they see this angel come. They had heard about Jesus. They had been warned by the religious leaders. And here this angel comes, the earthquakes, and they're scared to death. But I think they had multiple reasons to be scared. Not just because they're seeing an angel, but because this angel, what does it say? His, his clothing is white as snow. He has an appearance of lightning. This angel was a, is a creation of God and is perfect, came down from heaven, and, and these men are not believers. They are not believers. We'll see that later on uh, in this passage, but that kind of um, that kind of should give everybody a little bit of pause. Uh, the abs- and, it, and it is really a picture of the absolute holiness and perfectness of God. This angel is is uh, is appearance like lightning, uh, clothes white as snow. It gives us a picture of God's holiness, His perfectness. Um, it, he's full of light. It's just, and, and these men standing before them aren't. They are, are sinful men. They are not believers. And white as snow, being white as snow, is also a sign of what? Purity, that they were pure, that this angel was pure. So how do we know this angel was pure? Where did it come from? Where does Scripture say it came from? Heaven. So it kind of correlates to if we want to be in heaven with the Lord Jesus, we have to be made pure. You have to be made pure. So this, this angel coming here screams, really just screams out the gospel of Christ in this. Um, and these other men, they weren't pure. They, they had sin. And, and, and we'll see uh, here in just a minute that, the, in fact, we know this. We know they don't believe in, in Jesus because in verses 11 through 15, after this had happened, the religious leaders bring them in and say, hey, we're going to pay you off. Here's some money. You need to tell everybody that that really didn't happen, that the disciples came and stole the body. And if, as long as you do that, we'll cover for you for uh, the, the stone being rolled away. Because, and, and just tell people you fell asleep and the disciples came and stole the body. So these soldiers went along with that, and they lied about this. So just because they had experienced this, they weren't pure. They weren't believers in Christ. It reminds me of a, a, a really good illustration that uh, Hunter and I will watch hunting shows sometimes on TV. A lot of times we'll watch deer hunting shows or, or uh, turkey hunting shows. But I remember there's this famous bow hunter named Tom Miranda. I don't know if you guys know who Tom Miranda is, but he goes on like exotic bow hunts all over the world. And I remember it's been several years ago, but Hunter and I were watching this uh, Tom Miranda show, and he was in the Arctic, and he was polar bear hunting. And there was this massive polar bear, and and in one scene, they show this polar bear that they're having to track, and there's a whole big thing involved with hunting polar bears. But they're tracking this polar bear, and he's in a blizzard. And and this polar bear uh, looks, you can see like brown spots on him. Uh, against the snow, he doesn't really look white. But in another scene, you see him walking along like a dirt path. And, and in that scene, the polar bear looks beautiful, like you can't see a blemish at all. Well, but when you compare it to a scene where there's perfect snow and purity, 
he looks dirty. You see spots. And that kind of relates to our own sinfulness in our lives. When we compare ourselves to uh, other people or the world, we can make ourselves look really good. But when we compare ourselves to the absolute holiness and perfectness of God, what happens? We have sin. We have blemishes. We have stains. And so we need a Savior. These guards needed a Savior. So we need a Savior. Jesus came. He lived this perfect life on the cross. Our sins were put on him. And without trusting in him, without trusting in him, we should be scared. There should be a, 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 a pause of fear, of judgment that is coming. And standing before this angel that came from heaven and is pure, these guys were scared to death. Scared to death. John 3.36 says, Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God remains on him. So, And we know, once again, that those soldiers didn't believe in Jesus because of what they did, even after they saw that Jesus wasn't in the tomb. They knew the truth. At that moment, they knew Jesus had risen, but they still didn't believe it. They still didn't believe in Jesus. They, they, they hadn't professed him. So... Those soldiers, did they have a reason to be fearful? Absolutely, absolutely. Jesus in Matthew 10, 28 says, Do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. So if we're not a follower, a believer of the Lord Jesus Christ, there should be an expectation of fear standing before him. Now, in contrast to that, What about the two ladies? What about the two Marys? Here's the second thing. There should be no fear for those who are in Christ. Let's go back to verse 5. Verse 5. It says, But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen. Come see the place where he lay. Then go and tell his disciples he has risen from the dead. And behold, he is going before you to Galilee. You will see him. So they departed quickly from the tomb, still scared with fear and great joy, and ran to tell his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came up and took a hold of his feet and worshipped him. And Jesus said to them, What's the first thing he says? Don't be afraid. So the ladies... Mary and Mary here had come to the tomb seeking Jesus. And these two ladies had been with Jesus during his ministry. The first one mentioned is Mary Magdalene. What did Jesus do for her? Well, she had seven demons. And Jesus removed those demons, cast those demons out of her. So she knew who Jesus was. She had believed in him. The other Mary, we're not quite sure. There's a couple of uh, uh, people that it could be. It could be uh, Mary, the mother of James and Joseph, or Mary, the wife, wife of Clopas, who was would have been Jesus' aunt. So either way, depending on which Mary, the other Mary they're referencing, both Marys knew who Jesus was. They believed in him. They were going to the tomb. They, they had seen Jesus perform these miracles. They, they believed in him. And so what does the angel say? Don't be afraid. Go tell the disciples. So here they live with, they have great joy, but they're still also scared. And then what's the first thing that Jesus says? They fall down on his feet and worship him, which shows us they believed in Jesus. It shows us that they had trusted in him, were believing him as their Lord and Savior. They fall down at his feet and worship him. And then what does Jesus tell them? Don't be afraid. 
don't be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee and they'll see me. So don't be scared. What was Jesus telling them there? Hey, you're one of my followers. You don't have a reason to be scared. It's me. You know me. You're one of my children. Jesus is saying, I've defeated death. I've risen. Because of your belief in me, you're okay. You're righteous in God's eyes. You don't have anything to be fearful of. Psalm 27.1 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. In whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? So as today, as we're celebrating uh, this Easter morning, celebrating the resurrection of our Lord Jesus, we, we have nothing in all this world that should cause us to be fearful about. Nothing. Nothing. We can confidently say from Hebrews 13, 6, that the Lord is my helper, I shall not fear, what can man do to me? Because we're right in God's eyes as, as children of his, when we profess Christ as our Lord and Savior, we don't have anything to be fearful of. We can have great joy and worship. But if you're not a follower, what does it tell us? You should be scared and, and because there's a fearful expectation of judgment. And then what's the third thing that we see Jesus say to them? Go and tell. Go and tell. Matthew 28, 10. Then Jesus said to them, don't be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. Go and tell them what has happened. Go and tell them what's, what's happened, and there they'll find me. So the two Marys are followers of Jesus. They had believed in him. And what's the first thing Jesus tells them to do? Go and tell other people about what you just saw. Go and tell people about what you just saw. That is our responsibility. That is our responsibility. Over and over we see that in Scripture. Go and tell others about this resurrection. Go and tell others about the resurrection of Jesus. We see it over and over and over in Scripture. Men are safe. Men and women are safe from their sins. They believe in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, and then they're immediately commanded to go and tell other people about it. We see it over and over and over. 2 Corinthians 5.20 says, Therefore, we ambassadors for Christ... God making his appeal through us, we implore you on the behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. So Paul's saying we're ambassadors for Christ. We have a responsibility to tell people that he is risen. He's risen. He's no longer in the grave. Just like he told them to do. We are ambassadors. What's that message? Believe in Jesus and you'll be reconciled to God. Believe in him and you and believe in him, trust in him. And you don't have to be fearful anymore. You don't have to be fearful. One of my favorite passages in Scripture, turn over to the book of Acts, chapter 9. One of my favorite passages is Acts chapter 9, verses 17 through 22. 17 through 22. It's about the Apostle Paul. It says, so Ananias departed and entered the house, and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road by which you came has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately something like scales fell off his eyes, and he regained his sight. Then he rose and was baptized, and taking food, he was strengthened. For some days he was with the disciples at Damascus. And immediately he proclaimed Jesus in the synagogue, saying, He is the Son of God. 
And all who heard him were amazed and said, Is this not the man who made havoc in Jerusalem of those who called upon his name? And has he not come here for this purpose, to bring them bound before the chief priests? But Saul increased all the more in strength and confounded the Jews who lived in Damascus by proving that Jesus was the Christ. So Saul, who later becomes Paul, his name has changed, he goes from being literally an enemy of God, somebody who is should should be fearful and was fearful if you remember when he met God on the road when he met Jesus on the road to Damascus he was fearful he was scared and he goes from that to believing in who Jesus is because he has a personal encounter a personal relationship with him and what does he immediately do he starts proclaiming that Jesus is the Messiah he goes immediately and starts telling others that is our responsibility this morning, that we, we proclaim that to our kids. We proclaim that to our, our loved ones, our neighbors. Look, if you're not in Christ, it should be fearful. If you know that you don't have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus, there should be a fearful expectation of judgment that's coming. There's, you should tremble before his holiness and his absolute perfectness and purity. But if we're his children, he says, don't be fearful. Don't be fearful. You're, you're one of my children. I know you. I have a personal relationship with you. And then he says, go and tell. Go and tell. Go and tell people about what happened. This, there's, listen, I don't, guys, just, as I'm going to close here. I'm not going to preach for a whole hour and we'll go downstairs and eat breakfast. I'm telling you, there's nothing more, nothing more important in this whole world than sharing with your kids and your loved ones and your family members about who Jesus is and what today is really about. That because of what he did, because he has risen, one day we will rise too. One day because of him we defeat death and we get to spend an eternity in heaven with the Lord Jesus. As I close this this morning before we go downstairs and eat, my question for everybody here and anybody that's going to be watching online is have you believed on the Lord Jesus? Have you believed in him? You know, those, those, uh, those guards outside the tomb, they saw everything. They saw everything. They saw that Jesus was exactly who he said he was. But yet, because of the allure of money, because they wanted to get paid, they didn't believe in him. They didn't trust in him. So my question is, are, are you a follower? Are you a believer of the Lord Jesus? Or are you an enemy of God? For my brothers and sisters here this morning, what a joyous morning that we get to celebrate, celebrate the resurrection. That means that we are no longer enemies of God, but as children. Listen, if Friday happens but Sunday doesn't, there's no point of being here. If Jesus just dies on the cross, but he isn't resurrected, he didn't prove anything. Without the resurrection, there's no Christianity. Without the resurrection, there's no, there's no heaven. Without the resurrection, there's no believing in Christ. There's no being made right in God's eyes. So I ask you this morning, is that you? And we should be joyous. And, and last thing I want to go to here is what was the reaction 
of Mary, the two Marys, when they saw Jesus. He doesn't say they said a word. They fell down at his feet and worshiped him. What an example. What an example. I hope that takes you back today. For my brothers and sisters, I hope that takes you back to when you first met Jesus. When he first worked and you were saved. That you will fall down and worship him. And and because of that now, we go and spread that message. We go and spread that message that he has risen. I want to thank you guys for coming this morning, getting up early and celebrating Resurrection Morning. I know the guys have worked really hard downstairs at uh, cooking breakfast. So I'm going to close us in prayer this morning. We'll bless the food and then everybody can start making their way downstairs to, to get a big uh, breakfast and, and uh, visit with one another in fellowship. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord Jesus, uh, I, I, again, we just come today in humble worship and adoration for who you are. and Lord, we love you. We thank you, Lord, for what you did for us. You didn't have to. You loved us so much that you died while we were still sinners for us. And we, Lord, we worship you for that. Lord, I pray. I pray for our community. I pray for, for the people in our community, Lord, that, that don't have a personal relationship with you, Lord. I pray that today that would be different for them. I pray for anyone in here this morning that hasn't professed you as their Lord and Savior, that there is a fearful expectation to come. Lord, I pray that they'll think about that this morning. Lord, I'm also thankful for all the guys that came in early today and cooked breakfast, Lord. And so, Lord, just so we we ask that you bless this food, let it be a nourishment to our bodies this morning. And uh, Lord, as we celebrate and worship you today, let us not get our minds off of anything else, but just to stay focused on you and your resurrection. And in a joyful, joyful way. Lord, we love you and we thank you. It's in your name I pray. Amen.